Last year, we had a reel go viral all about why I hate the knot as a wedding planner. If you love a hot take and a look behind the scenes, you're going to love today's episode. But even if you aren't here for the drama, we're going to be sharing some practical ways to find wedding vendors today too. Are you ready for it? In today's episode, I'm walking you through why I think it's a problem if you are searching for wedding vendors on the knot. Spoiler alert, I believe they are misleading you and where I think you should look to find professional, talented wedding vendors instead. If you are recently engaged, welcome, grab your favorite beverage, and let's dive in. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Welcome back to today's episode of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today we're talking all about why I hate the knot as a wedding planner and a wedding vendor and where I think you should be looking for your wedding vendors instead. But first, let's talk a little bit about why this is so important. I've been in the wedding industry for a long time now, and I have noticed a pattern of couples feeling overwhelmed or disappointed with their vendors, and that's a problem. One of the biggest reasons my couples trust us to plan their wedding is because of our connections to some of the best vendors in the industry. It goes without saying that your wedding vendor team plays a huge role in your wedding day. So the fact that so many couples are feeling like their seemingly professional wedding vendors miss the mark really breaks my heart. If you appreciate the value of a solid vendor team and are just unsure of where to get started and where to look, you are in the right place. But before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to welcome all of our new listeners as well as thank our OG listeners for continuing to support the podcast. I just love meeting all of you all out in the wild. So if you ever see me out and about or online, please come say hi, send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. It really fills up my cup, especially as an Enneagram too. I just love to feel needed and helpful. The one thing that I don't love about being a podcaster is that it's hard for me to create a connection with you all. It's a conversation, but it's really one way. Even though I feel like I'm trying to make a conversation with you on each episode, I don't see you. I don't see where you're listening to the show. So I honestly just want to get to know you and know where you are. So are you newly engaged? Engaged to be engaged? Is your wedding coming up this year? Is it next year? Or are you a wedding vendor? I would just love to hear from you. So please reach out to me in the DMs. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Submit a question for our Never Have I Ever segment or our This or That segment. Don't forget, if we use one of your suggestions in an upcoming episode, I will personally send you a gift card to your favorite store. Leaving a review really helps independent shows like ours get found by other people, and I want to be as helpful as possible and serve as many people as we can with all of our free help and content. A quick note for you, if you are listening to this episode in your car or at the gym or while you're cleaning the house, if you want to go over today's episode with your parent or partner, you can find the full show notes at verbevenco.com forward slash 123. Okay, let's dive into today's episode because I'm super excited to talk about it with you. So I'm going to back up just a second and explain why I hate the knot before I tell you where you should actually look for your wedding vendors. 
I could probably go on a rant about this for days, but for the sake of brevity, most of my issues really fall under three categories. Once I talk about these three things with you, I then am going to share with you where you should look for your wedding vendors instead, because I would never leave you with a problem and not a solution. First, the knot doesn't do their due diligence, in my opinion, to vet the vendors that they have on their platform. If they were more honest about this and the way that they were selecting vendors, recommending vendors, categorizing vendors on their platform, I wouldn't as much have a problem with the knot. But as a couple, you should know that any vendors on that site and sites like the knot are paying to be there, which to be fair, you might already know, but you likely don't know the scope of it. That's the only qualification that the knot has to be on the knot. So someone with 10 years of experience or two days of experience can literally pay for the same top listing on the knot as long as they can swipe their credit card and afford to be on to be paying for it. Because of this, vendors are sometimes featured on the knot solely because of their ability to pay rather than their actual skill or the quality of service that they provide. And that, I think, is a bit misleading for couples who turn to the knot as a trusted resource, assuming that all the vendors listed are truly trustworthy and reputable. And here's the thing. The knot charges additional fees for vendors to be featured in specific geographic locations. And truth be told, that doesn't necessarily provide any meaningful benefits to either the couples or the vendors themselves. It means that it is less expensive, for example, for me as a planner to list myself in Rochester, New York, than it would be if I wanted to list myself in New York City. But it's more expensive to list here than it would be in a smaller town in the Midwest. So I'm based in Rochester, New York. I listed myself in the Buffalo category, even though we rarely serve weddings in Buffalo because Syracuse wasn't really accurate. They don't have a category for like the Finger Lakes region, which is primarily where we are. That makes no sense to me. And it also doesn't incentivize vendors to list themselves in a market that's accurate to them, the one that they actually serve, because it just basically is based on where they can pay or what they can afford. So on the flip side, let's say I am based in Rochester, but I wanted to become a destination wedding planner in Hawaii. I could easily advertise myself as a Hawaii wedding planner on the knot, which I think not only undermines the credibility of the platform, but also creates a situation where couples may unknowingly choose vendors who may not be the best fit for their specific needs and preferences. If you do find a wedding vendor that you love on the knot, you need to take extra care to vet all the vendors you find there. Look at their portfolios, read their reviews, ask for referrals, that kind of thing. The knot wouldn't be as helpful here since they don't haven't done any research on each vendor or guarantee them in any kind of way. In most cases, the vendors themselves haven't written their own bio on the platform. The knot actually writes and rewrites the bios and descriptions of each company with professional copywriters to help their own SEO, i.e. help them rank higher in Google, without caring about the long-term impact that it has on couples who want to connect with a specific vendor based on what's in their bio which I think is kind of scary. I remember logging on one time and they had completely rewritten my bio and I was like, this is not even accurate to what we do. This is not in the voice of what we would say for us as a company and I was so annoyed. The number two reason I hate the knot is because of how they advertise the whole wedding budget discussion. 
I have a podcast every single week to help you plan your wedding. So obviously it goes without saying that helping you plan your wedding and providing transparent, accurate information is of value to me. At The Knot, the sample wedding budgets that they provide couples trying to help plan their weddings are incredibly misleading, especially when paired with the images that they're sharing. Their average wedding budget calculator is actually not what the weddings you are envisioning from Instagram or Pinterest really cost. This creates an unrealistic expectation and potentially lead to disappointment for you all and a conflict when it goes to actual budgeting and what you envision for your wedding, which I think is really a disservice to you all. I really just want couples to be able to understand the wedding that they can afford and what they're envisioning. And I don't think that the knot is doing anybody any favors in this situation. And speaking of budgeting for a second, let's just take a second to acknowledge that planning a wedding can be chaotic and expensive, which can make it kind of a nightmare for some couples. Every couple knows the struggle of keeping track of countless vendors, expenses, and payments because it's enough to make you want to elope to Vegas, honestly. And let's not even get started on the stress of overspending. It's the holidays and I feel like everyone's talking about how much they are spending and can't spend and whatever. But before you know it, when you're planning a wedding, you're dishing out hundreds of dollars on little things like favors or a cake stand or whatever that you're going to end up not using in the end or your guests are going to end up tossing in the trash, which is is just so not a good experience. So if you're newly engaged and don't want that feeling to be yours, I'm going to put in a plug for our wedding budget bundle, which is in our template shop. It is a comprehensive and user-friendly solution to keep your wedding expenses in check. So using our two spreadsheets, yes, there are two, you can easily track and allocate your funds per category and track your vendor payments. If you want to take control of your wedding budget and have peace of mind knowing exactly where your money is going, head to shop.verveventco.com and check out the link to the wedding budget bundle. It's right there at the top. Use the code PODCAST10 for an extra 10% off for all of our lovers who listen to the show. Okay, but back to what I was saying, speaking from my perspective as a wedding planner, I find it somewhat disheartening that although we are marketed to and encouraged to advertise as a wedding vendor, we are often not even included in the sample budget that the knot provides to couples. And that has always rubbed me the wrong way. And I know I'm not alone in feeling this. Stationers feel this way too, because they're also asked to advertise on the knot, but the knot has their own stationary line. So why would stationers pay to be on the knot if the knot is literally saying, don't work with them, work with the stationary line that we have? So I just think it would be great to see more recognition and inclusion for wedding planners in the industry from The Knot and other vendors just being more transparent about how they're making their money and just like who they're trying to recruit to be a paying person or vendor on The Knot. Third, and this one probably applies more to vendors than couples, but the business practices at The Knot just don't sit well with me also. I will be honest and say personally that when my business first started many years ago, I did pay for a listing on The Knot. The salesperson basically was like, if you don't pay to be here, how are couples going to find you? Spoiler alert, there's other ways. But when I was paying, the raise kept increasing every single year and it became really challenging for me to justify the significant investment up front that The Knot required. So if The Knot truly wants to support couples and vendors, it would be great if they could explore a different approach that is more inclusive and doesn't solely favor vendors based on their deep pockets and their ability to pay. 
This is especially important in the luxury market where vendors often work with a limited number of couples every year, which is true for us. We as wedding planners aren't looking to book hundreds of couples every year and it can feel like the knot prioritizes quantity over quality every single time. We only need eight, maybe 10 weddings per year, but we're to totally fine with just six weddings per year. And that's good for us because we just want to be able to serve our couples really, really well. On top of this, The Knot encourages vendors to prioritize getting couples to leave a review on The Knot's platform in order to receive their best of badge every year. And I think this is a problem because as a wedding vendor, we're working hard to build up their platform as we don't want to ask our couples to leave a review on The Knot and WeddingWire and Zola and Google and Facebook. And it just makes it hard for us to advertise in other places or on Google if all of our people are going to the knot. After all, if I spent all that time earning those reviews, I would want people to go see those reviews on the knot. But I feel like also it's just not the best for SEO. Finally, and this is kind of a kicker for me, and I feel like I'm definitely spilling the tea on this one. So listen up. So back in the day last year, when my reel went viral about why I hate the knot, I actually tried to remove my listing from the knot because I didn't want it to look like a hypocrite and still be on their website. I had stopped paying for years before that reel went you know, viral, but they kept my listing up, which is also annoying because I would get all of these inquiries from people and I'm like, I'm not on the knot anymore. Please go to my website. I don't want to respond to you on the knot. I don't like this platform. I didn't say that, but I was just like, I don't check the knot. And so I would find out like a month later that I received an inquiry from somebody and I would feel bad that I didn't respond to them. But I honestly want people to go through our website because I have a whole process, et cetera. Anyways, going back to the knot, I wanted to get myself off the knot so I didn't look like a hypocrite because I was still there, but they refused to take me off of their platform. They said they wanted to keep the platform an accurate representation of the vendors that are out there, which is just not true. Spoiler alert, it's only because they want to make their directory look fuller and more supported than it actually is. So I'm going to say this again. When I tried to remove myself from the knot because I was no longer paying and I wanted couples to reach out to me via my website, the knot refused to take my listing down. They do not let me take down my listing on the knot even though I asked them to, which I feel like is just wrong. So anyways, before we move on to where you can actually find vendors, caveat here, I want to be clear that not all vendors on the knot are terrible and untrustworthy. Depending on the business, there are some really amazing vendors that still pay for a listing on the knot. All I'm saying is that you should just make sure you check other places too to find your vendors because I want to make sure you are vetting them and that they are a good and reliable and trustworthy professional. Which now brings me to my next part of the podcast. So enough of my feelings about the knot. Let's talk about better alternative ways to the knot for where you can find your favorite wedding vendors. Number one, through your wedding planner or other trusted vendors. You probably saw this coming, but when it comes to planning your wedding, your wedding planner, as well as the vendors you have already booked, such as your venue or photographer, can be an invaluable resource for finding other reliable vendors. They often have established relationships within the industry and can re recommend professionals who align with both your style and your budget. And we know who we like to work with, who we recommend, who we don't recommend because we've had things fall through in the past. And that's really, really important. 
at the end of the day, all we want as vendors is for everyone to do their job well so that we as planners can do our job well. We want our couples to find and book fabulous vendors. So trust me when I say that everyone you work with will be more than happy to provide a recommendation. So that's the first place, your current vendors that you've already booked. Number two, social media. Social media is an amazing tool for discovering vendors near you. To make your search even better, use location-based hashtags that are specific to your area. This way you will stumble upon an incredible photo sample or photo shared by potential vendors. They've tagged other people, which gives you a real feel for their work. With that said, it's also important to be cautious as social media can sometimes be tricky. To make sure you make the best decision, take a moment to again, read reviews, ask questions before finalizing your contract with them, ask for some referrals if you want. This little extra step will help you avoid any potential letdowns and ensure a smooth and unforgettable planning experience. We have a ton of resources about this particular topic on the blog, so make sure you check that out at verveventco.com forward slash blog. So that's number two, social media. Number three, local and regional wedding blogs. This is different from like not blogs like The Knot or Style Me Pretty or Martha Stewart or Over the Moon and so many other places. While there are definitely glamorous bridal magazines and other places that provide lovely inspiration for your wedding, it's worth noting that city-focused or regionally-focused wedding blogs can be an equally valuable resource when planning your wedding. Although they might not be as widely known as the big wedding sites, which I just mentioned, these blogs often showcase the exceptional work of local vendors in your area. This way, you can remove the guesswork involved in selecting vendors and seeing their work published adds a personal touch to your wedding planning journey because you've seen it featured in other places. So number four, last but not least, is attending bridal shows and expos to meet vendors face-to-face and get an up-close look at their work. These events offer a unique opportunity to connect with the vendors in person with all these different specialties, ranging from photographers and florists to caterers and cake decorators. By checking out a local bridal show, you will have the opportunity to compare and discover a variety of vendors all in one place, all in one day probably. Plus, you will receive personalized advice and recommendations from experienced vendors, get to know them, and make sure your wedding is truly unforgettable. While I don't think you should ever feel pressured to book a vendor at a show, some will offer exclusive discounts, promos, etc. Just a note on this though, make sure you take the time to vet any vendor you are booking from a show or an expo. Again, not everyone that attends a show is bad, but I have heard horror stories where couples booked a vendor at a show and it was actually just a scam. It was like one of them was like a videographer and they literally took their money, had a beautiful website at the show and ran and they would not respond to their calls or texts or emails. So if you want more on this kind of like wedding scam, check out episode 60 of the podcast with my guest, Adam Levine, where we talk about wedding scams and romance scams and like hackers. That is it for today's episode of the Ask the Planner podcast. Thank you so much for listening to my little rant about why I hate the knot and where I think you should be looking for wedding vendors instead. Trust me, it will make for a better wedding planning journey all around. If you have questions about what I talked about today, send me a DM or leave it in your review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
or leave a voicemail on our wedding planning hotline at 585-210-3467. Again, that's 585-210-3467. Or you can also send me an email at asktheplannerpodcast at gmail.com. And now that brings us to our review of the day. We're up to 97 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which almost 40 reviews on Spotify. So I'm so excited for us to hit 100 reviews this season. So today's review comes from a listener on Apple Podcasts. Several Ks, several Ms, and several Ds. So maybe that's their initials. I don't know. Anyways, her handle on Instagram is Kelly the Dentist with an I. So Kelly the Dentist writes, newly engaged, five stars. So thankful for the info given with this podcast. I got engaged two weeks ago and I have been listening on my drive to work every morning to make wedding planning even more exciting. Yay, Kelly, I'm so excited. Congratulations and best wishes to you guys. I'd love to hear a podcast on South Asian. My fiance is Indian and American fusion wedding. So Kelly, I got your review and I actually just interviewed somebody who specializes in fusion weddings. So check out that podcast in January. Thank you so much, Kelly, for taking the time to write that review. I'm so excited because we have someone coming on the podcast to talk about fusion weddings because of your request. So guys, please keep those requests coming in because I am here to serve you and help you with your wedding planning. If you could be awesome like Kelly, the dentist, please don't forget to leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share it with a fellow couple. Take a picture of you listening to the podcast in the car. Tag me on Instagram with a screenshot. We would love to hear from all of our lovers. Reviews and shares are so helpful to us podcasters because it helps us get the show out to new listeners. We just hit over 1,000 downloads per episode, which is just so amazing and so incredible. And all thanks to you all leaving your reviews and sharing it with your friends and vendors. So thank you so much for doing that. If you are not sure of what you should write in your review, let me know where you're listening from, drop some emojis, submit a question for our Never Have I Ever segment, suggest a topic or a guest for a future episode like Kelly the Dentist did. If we pick something from you, we will send you a gift card to your favorite store. So make sure you leave your Instagram handle so I can follow you back and reach out to you. You can also answer this week's question of the week, which is, Where is your favorite place to find wedding vendors? Is there somewhere that you looked that I missed today? Please share it in your reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify with our lovers. And I'll make sure to share it in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, happy planning. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 